Welcome to Snapchats with my younger self. My name is Monique Callender, and I am the younger self. And I'm Karen Thomas, the snap in this chat. And you are now listening to an intergenerational advice show, or Wisdom for the Ages. I guess I'm starting, huh? Oh, Monique, Monique, I'm so glad to be talking with you and chatting with you today. Uh, yeah, what thanks for joining about? me. What yeah, thank you. Uh, well, today... Um, the thing that's been weighing heavily on my mind lately has been uh, new phases of life and growth. Oof. Yeah, it's heavy. Heavy duty stuff. Yeah, it's a heavy topic. But um, your seatbelts. <laughs> you know, um, it's the beginning of the year, uh, 2020. And uh, for me, it's my last semester of graduate school. Thank you. Um, you almost there. Hang I, in there. I mean, almost where, though, is is really kind of how I'm feeling. Um, yeah. I'm really scared, Karen. Ooh, scared, <laughs> scared. Now there's a feeling. But I appreciate your honesty because you should be scared. And <laughs> scared, though, can be a good thing. You know, it can be that fire in your belly that, that propels you forward and that doesn't let you stay where you are. Well, I can't stay where I am uh, because I can't stay in grad school forever, unfortunately, uh, as much as I love. <laughs> Even though I'm here yeah. for the fourth time. Well, <laughs> okay, well, noted. Um, I can't stay in school. I can't continue to take out student loans to finance my life. Um, and I need to get a job or um, start a career. Yeah, start a career, because that's a very different yes, thing. Yes, I've had jobs before. Yeah, and now you have studied hard in grad school, and you're undergraduate, and you're you're prepared at this point in life to do that next thing, to be, to really dig deep down in your soul <laughs> and really figure out what it is you were born to do, because there really is something, Monique. There's something that only, if you don't do it, it won't get done. It doesn't feel like that. Uh, I'm really afraid of failing. I'm afraid of uh, not being able to find a job and of disappointing my parents and of the government coming after me for this money <laughs> <laughs> that I won't Well, have. the government will come after <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> That's a real fear, yeah. Even in Paris, they will come. Yeah, I'm aware, <laughs> they yeah. They will come. But uh, there's, there's a lot that could happen in between those things. Uh, and I'm almost at the other end end of that right mm -hmm. so there are a lot of people um you know I'm a I'm a I was born in the 50s that's all I'm gonna say about mm, that okay but uh there are people at my stage of life who won't ever be able to retire and they thought that at this point perhaps they would have been able to but now they're gonna have to work the rest of their lives they're not gonna have health benefits they you know their their children uh, or grandchildren are facing what you're facing now mm. and so the certainties of who, who's going to take care of you and where you're going to live, you know, becomes. So I guess at any age, your younger self, yourself yeah. now. But uh, but you have a bright future ahead of you. Come on. Come uh, on. Well, you know, Karen, I'm not really even sure what I want to do for my career. Um, there's a lot of jobs that are apparently disappearing, uh, especially within the communications field. Um, and there's a lot of jobs that haven't been created yet. So um, it's difficult for me in social situations when people ask me, what do I want to do? 
I, I really, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I don't have an answer. And I feel like I should have one. Mm. You feel that way because your parents or somebody said that that's what's supposed to happen. But, you know, um, I've, I've done two amazing things in my life with okay. my career. Mm-hmm. And neither of those positions existed before I started doing them. Really? So it is possible to really, really that thing that you really want to do to be able to achieve that. I mean, when I went to Essence Magazine mm-hmm. as a 22-year-old, mm. <laughs> um, I created a department there that didn't exist, that then became the Essence Awards, the Essence Music Festival. I now have uh, a platinum record. I have uh, oh. an Emmy Award. Okay. I have, and this is all from going to school in the 70s, getting a degree in communications, and thinking that the world only would offer me a newspaper job. Mm. But not everybody can expect to come straight out of university and have a position just created for them. Why not? Good question. Um, it, I guess it doesn't seem like that's how it works for most people. Are you most people? Oh, well, definitely not. Well, so then, here we go. <laughs> Let's get on the right track here. Come on now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. It's about self-empowerment because if you don't believe in you, you're never going to convince anybody else to believe in, invest in, or take a chance on you. That's a good point. And what if you don't believe in you? How how can I get to that point? Because I'm, I'm struggling with a lot of insecurities, a lot of, like, worry that I'm going to make a fool of myself and show up unprepared, even if I thought I prepared. How do you deal with that anxiety? I think we're seeing some great examples in the world of fools who are very successful. <laughs> <laughs> not that you want to be that person, and I'm no, just saying I'm not, not naming any names. Right, but yeah. <laughs> we all know who you're talking about. If you, if you, if a, if a name came to your mind just now, listener, then you're right. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> but I think that that talented tenth that W. E. B. Du Bois talked about in mm. his writings and his books like he was a man who came from slavery mm. and is a, a a renowned legend and name mm. i mean he could have been insecure yeah <laughs> he had reasons to be insecure right you are well educated mm-hmm. you co- you have definitely a competitive spirit you are bright you're intelligent you're attractive i think those are all the things <laughs> that well, should give you, you some security you know, you just spent <laughs> a, a month in India. I did. That helped to ground you. It did. You know, that uh, that security has to come from with, within. But you mm. have all the pieces there that should put you well on that road. Mm. I guess if I really am thinking hard about it, um, I've been afraid to really say out loud what I want because it puts a lot of pressure on me. Um Yep, and as soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, next time I see yeah. you, didn't you say you <laughs> Yeah, well, and I've done it before. You know, I've said I wanted to do things, and then I didn't do them, and everybody's like, what happened to that? And I'm like, well, you know, everything. Things change. Yeah, things change. <laughs> things change. Yeah. Um, but if I really think about it, uh, about my talents, um, I feel like I have a strong ability to connect people and help different groups of people to understand each other. Um, 
because I can understand both or three or however many are involved. Um, so I guess, you know, I was watching Netflix the other day and there's this show, it's a BuzzFeed show, um, and there was something on there called a cultural journalist. What in the world? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> cultural I, journalist. <laughs> I'd, I'd never heard of it before either. I was like, this is a thing that I could maybe do. <laughs> um, I was really excited because basically what a cultural journalist does is they, they go out and they study uh, cultural phenomena and they report on it. Um, like ASMR, which is something that's taken over. A what? Yeah, ASMR. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not that new anymore because I watched the show a few years ago. But um, well, for the listeners <laughs> who don't, I'm just know. asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> what, what is that? ASMR is um, it's something that's kind of taken YouTube by storm, um, and it's uh, noises that calm people down. So it could be like the noise of uh, brushing hair or like fingernails tapping or maybe just some really soft voices talking Ooh, like this. Now you're on my street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's a thing that, um, it's a cool thing that people are doing and it kind of started out of nowhere. Um, and I'd really like to investigate those things, uh, and be able to share them with people because some people aren't, aren't able to tell their own stories and they need mm. a little bit of help. Um, so I'm passionate about that. Well, s people telling their stories now, I think, has taken on a whole new dimension, and <clears throat> both on the interest side mm. and on the outlet side, mm. in ways that stories can be told because mm -hmm. it's not just about writing a book right you know it could be a blog it could be my facebook page no. <laughs> it could be uh it could be a podcast it could be a group that meets yeah. regularly you know um so you know the world is, is has become such a um a ball of opportunities i think that perhaps didn't exist when i was where you are right so uh when I was, you know, uh, in undergraduate school or even <laughs> in graduate school the first time, <laughs> uh, you know, first of all, being a woman mm. in the communications field, you know, we're now seeing the outgrowth of what a lot of women had to go through in order to have a career mm -hmm. in communications with these lecherous men. Mm. Um, Another topic. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. They will never end. Right. Um, mm. But I think now that that we have, I'm not going to say move past it, but that we have uncovered that mm -hmm. and understand that there's another way and everybody has to be held accountable. Um, there's just more outlets now, you know, mm. even though some of the older options or other, let me not say older, right. other <laughs> options. Former options. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the world is such an exciting place to be now. And last semester um, in Boston, I was invited to be a visiting professor and taught a course oh, really? about changing digital culture. Mm. And one of the things I was able to share is that, you know, my, my daughter-in-law, who is a kidney doctor, mm -hmm. right, does telemedicine. Ah, Of course, yeah. when she said that, I was like, tele-what? That's a thing now, yeah. Yeah, a very a very profitable thing. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, she, like, sits on her couch with her, uh, not even, with her iPad. Right. And, like, gets beamed up into Montana <laughs> and diagnoses her patients and, and bills it. Yeah. 
you know. So the world is so different. So I think, you know, in you thinking about, uh, you know, this cultural communication mm. and what that might look like, you have the opportunity to shape that in a way that perhaps my generation didn't for a lot of reasons. Mm. Wow. You've given me a lot to think about. Um, this is... Uh, yeah, so, you know, and you, I think you can't be afraid to fail. Nobody wants to fail or nobody wants to learn that lesson yeah. that way. But um, failure at my stage of life can be fatal. Yeah. Right. Uh, but for you, other people's failures mm. become opportunities for you. Right. Oh. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it, I guess. Yeah. Well, they do because. Your jobs are created because people need something fixed. Right. Right. And mm. they need someone to fix it. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you are willing to fix stuff, you know, or communicate how it's fixed or yeah. that it's not fixed even, mm. you know, you start to create your own opportunities. And you seem like a bit of an opportunist to me. <laughs> Come on now. Every once in a while, the... Uh, <laughs> The opportunities find me and I'm well prepared. So uh, I have had a lot of good opportunities that I've been able to capitalize on in my life so far. So you're right. Um, I guess it's it's not all bad. Um, of course not. Of course not. What are you excited about at this stage? Because, you know, you're almost finished with school. Yeah. You're getting ready to, uh, to walk out there on a clean slate. Is what it clean? Is it? <laughs> In debt a moment, little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're not going to walk into an interview and say, I am $40,000 no, or $100,000 in debt. And no. I need, no. That's right? And they're not going to look at you and see that. Yeah. Right? So to a large extent, yes, you, the slate is clean, you know, which is why you went to graduate school to get right. this additional training and meet some additional people and, you know, and anybody out there who's looking for a Monique. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody looking for a Monique? Um, well, it looks like we're unfortunately almost out of time. So um, for those of you listening, you may not be a college student um, about to graduate, but hopefully, well, maybe not hopefully, but <laughs> you're probably going through some sort of new phase of life. Maybe you lost your job or um, maybe you're getting married or having a kid. Um, so hopefully our conversation has helped you process that fear a little bit. Um, yeah, and, and just realize that, uh, you know, you can't get anywhere pedaling on a stationary bike. Amen. Right. <laughs> so so um, this this snap, uh, I have to just, this snap and this chat is just about over with my younger self. Ms. Monique. Ms. Monique. Um, but same time, same place next week, we'll be snapping and chatting, and we hope you'll join us. Thank you.